the comic book pit. Okay. This is Comic Book Pit episode 314. I'm your host, Dan Greenwald, and uh, with me in the uh, awesome Sorgatron Media studio in uh, beautiful Beachview, Pennsylvania, we've got, uh, I'm going to start with uh, this guy over here, just because I I clicked on you first, (laughs) accidentally. (laughs) we got Brandon Link Cop Millward. Hello. The hyphenated Link. (laughs) And then Scott, the Duke, Headland. <laughs> and, uh, and this is your comic talk episode. So uh, I think we got a lot to talk about. Yeah. We, we were kind of doing a little pre-show uh, earlier this afternoon, and uh, we had a lot, of, a lot of books flying around. A lot of randoms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I always think, like, I don't know how many books we should talk about in an episode, but we'll... We'll I just usually, add on more and more. <laughs> I always feel like as many as possible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They just pack them in. I always feel like a, like roughly two to three per person. That's it's kind of like a, a nice yeah number. But if it goes, if it's more or less, you know, if you have more people, then you got to cut. You got to cut like, out. Yeah. Yeah. Or you just yeah. do like the you know flashcard one. Like, Hate it, loved it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's 20 people here tonight. Yeah, so everybody just say yes or no. That's right. <laughs> Our live studio audience, yeah. which doesn't exist. But, yeah. Not yet. <laughs> Someday. We just have cardboard cutouts. Well, we we could make that happen here at Sorgatron. That's true. So, yeah, we certainly have a. We have a whole bunch of standees. Yeah, like we got a, a a nice cardboard audience <laughs> here um but enough uh enough of that enough chit chat yeah let's get down to let's the nitty-gritty yeah who wants to uh who wants to get us uh, kicked off here um, anyone feeling froggy no i think link no, no? i think no. link does oh do i no okay. i don't know because i know we, we can uh well dan you might want to talk about this too but let's talk about naomi Oh, that's a good yeah. That's a good idea. I uh, I quite enjoyed this ep- this issue. Uh. <laughs> okay. Well, well, right. with with a caveat, first, with a caveat. Okay. But first of but all, go ahead. I'm going to say that I have not read this at all, and okay. I don't know what it's about. If you want to give like a oh, sure. you've you've not read the series at all, no. or just this issue? It was sold out. Like the first issue was sold out, and I just like all right, I'm out. Oh, yeah. You know where it's never sold out? On oh, <laughs> comicsology. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yeah. All right. Yeah, um, but anyway, I'm not. But and now, just a disclaimer. I, I love shopping at comic shops, so yeah. I'm just gonna put that out there. But nothing's ever sold out at com- Comicsology. So <laughs> yeah, just saying. Um, 
But then you can't hold up this beautiful physical copy. That's true. That's that's a great cover. Ooh. Well, it is a cool well cover. yeah. Um, so so the gist of the book. Uh, long story short, uh, she's oh, this. Hey Link, oh, pull yeah. that, pull that down a little closer to you. The mic. Oh, the mic. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Or yeah, sure. Uh, so the gist of the story is um, she's a small town girl. Uh, Living in a lonely world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she took them in night. And I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's too easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, she's living in the middle of nowhere. Um, nothing ever happens there. And Superman happened to have a fight there for like five seconds. Like he threw down with somebody. Okay. Um, the Mongol? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 I, I can't believe I knew that. Um, but anyways, yeah. So he had a fight there. It was a big deal. And she's like, oh, wow. Awesome. And she's like a big... Um, Kind of like Miss Marvel, she's a big like superhero fangirl. Okay. Um, and she's adopted and kind of has like grand expectations that she has like a secret. Oh. You know. It's like like she feels she feels it's one one of those people she feels like she's like made for more. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like and there's like something more to her. Something nagging at her that she feels like she hasn't discovered yet. Exactly. Um. I mean, that's basically the gist of it. Uh, th- up to this point, there's been a lot of twists and turns about her finding out um, her parentage or trying to find out her parentage, which involves everything from like two or three different um, aliens secretly residing in her city. Oh, and, okay. and, and somebody else from Gemworld, I think. Like another... Yeah, well, there's it's like very uh, convoluted. There's there, okay. there, there's uh, implications, uh, or you know, there's the there's uh, Thanagarians, uh, yep. people uh, uh, people from Ran. I don't know what do they be called, like Ranians. Ranians. Yeah, Ran- yeah. <laughs> it's a weird name. Uh, but like randos, yeah. <laughs> randos. <laughs> um, but yeah, but she um, there was this. Uh, yeah, basically, there are people uh, stranded in this little Oregon town that are. That have just decided to live there, that that are like, but they're like, they're like laying low. Yeah, but they they've just they've st- they've started lives there. Yeah, and they're yeah. you know and they like one guy's an auto mechanic, mm-hmm. and, but they're secretly like, like Thanagarian special forces, like they're oh, these yeah. hardcore military people that their war spilled over onto our planet. Yeah, and they got trapped here, mm-hmm. and Naomi. Uh, was found as a baby, yeah. By these two oh. warring factions, and the uh, Ran people, yeah. the Ran soldiers, uh, decided to keep her and raise her. Well, it's, okay. it's one Ran soldier because her one. mother's human. normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, mo- the mom's human. The dad is from Ran. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and the, and the, the they kind of found her. She just sort of popped out of a portal. Like oh yeah, she's not either. Okay, yeah. so she that, has that's, like that's some reasons. That's we come to find out. She yeah. has some reasons for her thinking that she's something else. Yeah, yeah. But basically, her her entire origin is is ex- explained in this in this issue. Yes, it unravels. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's the and, where we're and, at now. And yeah. that was cool. I mean, like I liked the the build up of the um the because it's revealed that she's from like another Earth Earth you know whatever number. Yeah. Um. And the people there, I'm trying to remember how it, how it played out. It was like what it was a, a solar flare, like a there were radiation exposure or something. Yeah, like that. there was there were kind of like thinly thinly veiled uh, um, global warming. Yeah, story. it was like yeah, this, yeah, 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 this whole uh, yeah global warming thing, uh, saying like you know um, 
we, we knew there was trouble coming, but you know, no one knew how to, how to deal with it. And the people in charge didn't do anything. And so basically there was this giant, like flash of radiation, um, that affected exactly like 29 people. Yeah. And they were all in endowed with abilities and powers and, some of them, you know, as you would expect, some of them became heroes, some became villains. But okay. but there was this one villain that like rose above them all. He was like the the worst, like like apocalyptic level. Yeah. And he like just uh just basically turned their planet to ash. And and it was there was almost like a kind of a Superman, um, a little bit of Superman in there because the, Naomi's parents like knew the only way to save her was to. Send her away. Send her away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, oh, and she was also the first, the first born, the first born like f- from super, these, yeah. yeah, from these, pe- like both her parents were irradiated. Oh, and she was the first one born of these two of of people from that group, and um, they knew that if this the the big bad knew of her existence, then he would probably come for her. Okay. Uh, so that's so why they it sounds similar to Rising Stars. It, th- there's a lot of similarities yeah. to a lot of different stories. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought the same thing. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of Rising Stars, a little bit of Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but uh, but but the way the story was crafted, and it's 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 um, Bendis and it's David F. Walker, I think uh, are the writers. Yes. Yeah. David yeah. Walker. And um, and the artist is. Phenomenal! I forget uh, J- Jamal Igel. Uh, oh, I think. Jamal C- Campbell. Campbell. Oh, okay. I, I always get the I, I get the two Jamals. Oh yeah. Confused, but um, he's been yeah. on the, yeah he's been on the book since since the first issue and it's okay. It's a, a, just yeah, amazing. Yeah, no, beautiful. Yeah, it's fantastic. You, you, and this, just this for the is, art alone, you should you should look at it. Okay. This has a lot of really cool. A lot like of splash pages. Yeah, oh, yeah everything's cool. a splash. Like, it's like double classic, page. That's awesome. Classic Bendis splash page yeah. Yeah. storytelling where he's just like, yep. He's like, I'm gonna get paid for well, two page spread. Yeah, they're <laughs> doing like a lot of like mythology stuff, so it seems like big vignette. Oh yeah, yeah. Pages. It's very, it's very cinematic. Yeah, and and it's storytelling. Okay. Um. So, I'm gonna just say the the one thing that that I did not like about it, and I th- I don't know if this is like a new Bendis thing, because I find he does the same thing in like Superman. I don't know if he does it so much in action comics, but he definitely does it in Superman. Everybody calls each other baby all the time. <laughs> it's so annoying. Um, in this issue, um, like three or four different people call each other baby at different. Maybe Naomi even calls like her best friend baby. Like who does that? <laughs> oh yeah, I think she yeah. did. She's like she, she calls her best friend baby like a, like twice. Yeah, and <laughs> her parents call her baby. I mean, like she she's listening to this. Uh, old recording from her birth mother, mm-hmm. who's and I, uh, I wish I had it in front. Well, you have it in front yeah. of you, but but she says something like in in one sentence she says, "Uh, something baby," and I'm looking at your baby brown eyes and uh, baby. And I'm like, <laughs> where did this like? Why all the babies? Yeah, <laughs> I don't get it. I see it right here. Yeah. Yeah. What what well, does it say? Maybe not the whole thing, but I see the thought of. Not being there for you when you get this. Please, please forgive me, baby. Uh, let's see. Can you hear me, baby? Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know. Like I can't. Like now that I'm, it's I'm like a, a '70s rock song. Or I don't know. Like, but yeah. like now that this is on my radar, yeah, I can't not see it in yeah. anything he writes. Okay. Yeah. And what now I'm cursed with this. <laughs> yeah. Let's, like this to me is almost a little less offensive. It's for some reason it's whenever, whenever Lois Lane calls Superman baby. Yeah. It drives me nuts. I don't huh. know why. I just. Anyway, so that's neither here nor there. But like I said, I I don't know if this is like a new thing that Bendis is writing. Like, I think you just don't like affection between your comic book characters. That could be it. Yeah, (laughs) you know, Bat and Cat. I just feel like it's bad writing. Well, maybe it's Bendis. (laughs) It's Bendis writing women, right? Like, is Bendis trying to be like this is what a woman would say? Is that like like ballpark guess? I don't know. Like, I mean, he's he's married. Maybe that's what just maybe maybe his wife just calls him baby, and he's like, that's it. I guess so. Maybe like that's he goes like that's the thing. Women call their their men baby. Yeah, and, like, and, yeah, maybe and babe. Women, women, you know, yeah. like it's like, hey, babe. Yeah, yeah. like, I'll, like yeah. I'll call my wife, hey, babe. You know, yeah, like, yeah. But I'm, I'm like, hey, baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just gets a little creepy to me. Yeah. It sounds like somebody, like if they were in the cast of Grease or something, maybe. Well, at least nobody's calling <laughs> yeah. anyway, like, daddy. Yeah. Lois Lane's Superman yeah. daddy, right? Daddy-o. <laughs> I, God, yeah. I hope not. Oh, my God, that would, Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so that was my that was my hang up. Link, what was what was your my, your issue with this issue? I mean, my my only issue is I guess I guess I was kind of hoping that there wouldn't she wouldn't. Uh, well, on the cover, she's she's decked out in a superhero outfit like right out the bat, hmm. and that kind of was like doing this. Like I thought she maybe would just have powers and wouldn't like instantly dive into this superhero thing like off the first arc. Cause like was, like I maybe she would like try and live a normal life with these abilities and not yeah or like even just like ease into it instead of like i mean at the end of this issue it's you know the big bad guy shows up and it's mm-hmm. i guess she's gonna throw down with them and uh at the end of the issue it said also to be concluded oh which i wasn't sure what the hell that was about. I, well six, i'm hopefully six that's issues right yeah i mean hopefully it's just the first arc that's what I'm but hoping. this um this first arc um to me also had a lot of at least from a pacing and storytelling point of view um also yeah reminded me a lot of uh the first ultimate spider-man arc yes yeah yeah, yeah. oh okay it had a a lot of storytelling similarities yeah um and like i said pacing the way i mean uh, you know where spider-man like he didn't even become spider-man until basically like the like the last issue of the arc type Mm. of thing yeah, I so. mean, I was just, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a weirdo, but I just, I was kind of like, oh, well, I just kind of d- dig this, like, regular person story within this superhero universe. Like, mm-hmm. It's just, like, a interesting thing that you don't see done often a lot, and it's just weird that they were instantly like, now nah, you're a superhero, it's fine. Like, we're, we're going to give I, you a code name <laughs> and throw you on Young Justice. <laughs> I did, like, um, the one scene where um, she's showing her friend her powers and she's like flying she's a little bit and her there's like these two panels where her friend's like oh my god it's amazing and then she goes really with the shoulder pads yeah it was kind of <laughs> kind of funny um yeah i i i see what you're saying i took it more as like that was just what her people wore i thought maybe yeah. that was more or less like kind of like their like maybe their custom yeah Custom, you know what yeah. they wore the garbs yeah because they're since they're aliens or yeah. whatever or not aliens but like just it's got from another shoulder pads are big little moon logo <laughs> on your chest so I'm like oh that's your superhero uh, logo there's like 
Yeah. It's a superhero costume. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh yeah, I mean it definitely yeah. it definitely is, but um Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting because I mean, we still really don't know what Much she of can, anything, yeah. She, we we don't know what she can do except glow and glow and fly, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I I guess it was a, a harsh thing to say, but like it, it it's good. Like I don't mm. dislike it. Um I it's just not moving in the direction I thought it would. It's a better way to put it. Well, it's going to be interesting to see really what direction they take with this because the book is called Naomi. It's not called like, you know, yeah. like her superhero like name, Bright yeah, like, Star or yeah. something yeah. Like, like, yeah, Solar Flare. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she doesn't like, so they're not going to change the name of the book mm-hmm. to it's, it's going to be, I mean, if, uh, again, assuming it continues, which I'm sure it will. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really am curious to know what the what's going to happen after this, you know, the first yeah. arc. Like, is she going to become a superhero, or is she going to be on the radar of Superman or the yeah, superpowered like yeah, community? She, like, how is she? How does she fit into the greater DCU? Since Bendis is writing Superman, it's almost a guarantee that she'll somehow work into that. Especially since Superman's tied to her like book a little bit and. Yeah, and and she's tied to like definitely more cosmic yeah. characters and entities and just from what just from the art and like what you've described, it reminds me of the Ray as well. Oh yeah, from Joe jo- yeah, Quesada's yeah, yeah. era. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe it's maybe Bendis. Yeah, it's a, it's a, some secret way of introducing like a known. <laughs> You know, like a reboot of a character, but it's like a no. You know what I mean? Well, like I he's mean, like, oh, this is who it actually is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's the one thing that I mean, I could say that he's definitely good at is is introducing a brand new character in, into yeah. into the you know <laughs> yeah. an already established universe. I mean, look what he did with Jessica Jones. Yeah, he does that. Yep. I mean, she's a household name now, mm-hmm. and yeah. he just basically created her out of thin air. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, with zero ties. I mean, he, you know, he, he retconned her entire everything <laughs> I love to, to I, fit into the Marvel universe. I still love that he grabbed an image out of an old Spider-Man comic That's and my said, favorite thing. Yeah. That and said, that girl, yeah, that girl right there in the background is her. Yeah. Like of that panel. Yeah. That was a, that was a like, deep dive. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. That random girl, she had a coma and <laughs> she, she was MIA yeah. forever. And then, yeah. <laughs> but yeah no um, i mean over, overall it's been pretty cool um i i really can't complain about it in the grand scheme of things mm-hmm. yeah i mean i i feel like uh you know so far um Bennis's work at dc has been pretty solid uh and his wonder comics yeah. line has been uh, i um i haven't kept up with uh i think only two issues. I think only the second issue of Dial H has come out. I haven't Correct. kept, yeah. kept uh, up with that, and I might have. I, I, I might have dropped off Wonder Twins. Okay. Um, no, on issue so Wonder Twins. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that Russell? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah but, but, but it's still but, part uh, of the Wonder Comics. Like, well, oh, his, like this, you. like part this of that. imprint, like, oh, these, like these, like young okay. characters imprint. Um, yeah. Wonder Comics sounds much better than Young Characters imprint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, and and uh, I am still reading um, Young Justice, yeah. and that's that's still pretty good. So I think that's it, right? Just the four titles. Yeah, so far I, I imagine I think Wonder Twins is only six issues, and 
Yeah, we'll see what happens. I and here, Dao H is the same, so they might rotate in other things. Oh, I so would they're just there'd be more, you know, Wonder Comics imprints. Okay. But yeah, I think Wonder Twins is always going to be like a limited series. Oh, uh, okay. I could kind of see that. I almost feel like that would be a hard, yeah, a hard book to continue with any kind of mm-hmm. longevity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okie doke. Um, I was going to, uh, well, let's see. What else did we, oh, um, yeah, so I, I read these two, uh, well, not, not that there's just two, I think there's a few, but the, um, these Star Wars one-shots that yeah. have been coming out, these, they're called like Star Wars Age of Rebellion one-shots of yeah. like different characters. I know there's a, there's a Leia and there's a Vader. There's tons of them. Yeah. Are there? Well, there's yeah. one for each era. Age of Republic. Oh, was okay. the first. It was like a weekly book. Yeah. Um, but they've been doing it for like two or three months now. So yeah, there's been. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. There's so been the Republic. Um, there's Rebellion. Been the Rebels. And then there's uh, the Resistance. And, yeah. Will be the last part. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So each trilogy so kind of has a set uh, of okay. one shots. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how I I I kind of miss these. They they just got on my radar now, and I've I read uh, the Boba Fett. And the uh, Lando Calrissian one shots, mm-hmm. and uh, they were both fun. They were they should were I, they were I good. Hold them up? Yeah. Oh, you yeah, have a different sweet. cover. Yeah. You have, can both of them are different covers. Oh yes, yeah, swing it in there. Nice. Can you see it? Yeah. I have no idea. So, <laughs> so I I just um, have the uh, so the ones I have I think are the Terry Dodson covers. Okay. So so what what covers are those? What these are is the concept design variants. So they, oh okay. It's just from like the Ralph McQuarrie era art. Just okay. Which I can't say that this is a McQuarrie for sure, but it's basically the concept art for the characters. Okay. Which has been pretty cool. I I've got most of I got most of them, but uh, mm-hmm. but the Boba Fett's I actually bought all the covers. Like, <laughs> not all at once. I just ended up <laughs> kept. I just was like, oh, there's another one. So then, uh, I think this is just the regular maybe. Or, okay. That's a nice so, concept. Pretty it's cool a, cover. It's a variant, but. Any it's idea more who, common. Any idea who did that? Or no, um, offhand. Just no. curious. Okay. Uh, Mike McCone, probably. Mm. Okay. Because it's not Terry and Rachel Dodson, so Mike McCone is probably it. Okay. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, and they're and these are nice, uh, nice books to pick up and read because they're just one issue, mm-hmm. just fun stories featuring you know that character. Um, the Boba Fett one is very much, you nice. know, it, it actually the Boba Fett one really reminded me of like a, like a Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was it was very much like a western. That's awesome. You know, because it's gonna go, goes hand in hand with the uh, Mandalorian series that's coming out on TV. Right. On Disney. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Disney. I shouldn't say TV. People are Disney like, what's Plus. That? <laughs> yeah, on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Find it. Get at it a, right. Yeah, at a media device near you. <laughs> Um, it's I mean it's pretty straightforward. There's you know it's Boba Fett going after you know he's collecting. Well, I, I thought it was almost a little creepy that so he 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 rolls into town on this like, uh, essentially like a droid horse. Yeah, yeah. And and strapped to the back of it is a rebel pilot, like oh, dead. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, that's dark. <laughs> Jeez, and it looks like he, Biggs actually. He is a bounty hunter. Yeah, and <laughs> and, 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 and as he's bringing in uh, this 
this pilot's body, like there's people like murmuring and like Boba Fett this, whatever. And one of them says like, nice shot right between the eyes. And I'm like, <laughs> oh man. Wow. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like this is that's some dark yeah. shit, man. I mean, it's not, I know it's not Biggs for real, mm-hmm. but that helmet pattern is actually Biggs's. uh All right. Stuff. All right. Yeah, just, that's all. <laughs> all right. Just stop. That's it. Wow. It is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you see the checkerboard? It just, just knock, the checkerboard just knock it off. That's, that's big as his element. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. See, he knows. He'll back it up. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I mean, I'm a nerd. The other thing, holy shit. The other thing yeah, I wanted to say about, about that mechanical horse that he rides in, it reminds me a lot of the um, Christmas special, the holiday special, <laughs> I mean. Okay. But like, he rode a, a serpent, like a dragon or something in that cartoon. Oh. And it's it's very similar as, as far as, like, that design. Okay. Yeah, sense. So. Interesting. I, I thought you were going to drop, like, the droid model number on us. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, not offhand. <laughs> it's like, I have to check my notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but in the in the process of uh, dropping off one bounty, he picks up another at a the local watering hole, and it's a... Uh, it's a bounty for another bounty hunter. Okay, and, yeah. And uh, they have this kind of standoff in this uh, small town, like this little village. And, um, you know, just it just really goes to show that, uh, I mean, it, of course, we all know this, but, you know, just Boba Fett is just not, he's just not a good guy. Yeah. He's, he's very focused. He's very, you know, it, it's all about the, the bounty. That's all it is. Yeah. You know, he's he's not about helping people. Right. The only reason he would help someone, it would be if it if it helped him. Yeah, yeah furthers his own further, cause. Further, yeah. yeah. Right. Further his own cause. Um, because at the end, people were, like, begging and pleading with him to stay and help protect their, their village. And and then it, you know, it turns out that the, the like, the, the guy who is in charge of the village has a bounty on his head. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. he turns around and he, like, and that's the last thing you see is him pulling a gun oh, okay. on this guy. And you're like, oh, man. He's like, I got him, too. <laughs> um, does the, do you, are you getting them digitally as well? Yes. Does, do they have the, like, the little backup things in the very end where it's like... Like uh, the essays? Yeah, like a, yeah, yeah, like those little, are cool. little written pieces. Yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. get a chance to read those. I wanted to go back and check those out. But, yeah, those are back there. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. So I got, I got the Leia one, um, which was cool. It was a story about... Um, Long story short, it was it was kind of like a. It was them and um oh I'm blanking on his name um the Transocean Bosch Bosk, yeah 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 Bosk yeah so they yeah. like it was her and Lando um after she got the uh, another ba- you're gonna know this Scott what's okay. the name of the bounty hunter that she got her costume from when she went to go rescue Han oh Bush. Boosh, see? Yeah. Boosh and Bosk. <laughs> yeah. I was close. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, so she has the Boosh outfit on, and she's Lando's like her pretend captive, and they're pulling one on over on um, on the Transocean Bosk to sort of um, enhance her, you know, I'm a legit bounty hunter cred so that she could get the meeting with Jabba. And it's a big, oh, like, okay. You know. Um, oh, nice. Big old act, and it's just her being awesome, basically. It was it was a fun little story. Um, they snuck a little retcon in there to make Lando less of an asshole. <laughs> where, where Lando kind of explains that he was you know going to triple cross all along, as opposed to selling them out. Oh, that's funny. 
So I was like, oh, that's that's a nice way to like officially canonize that. <laughs> Be like, oh, well, Lando wasn't that big of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was a really cool issue. Um, it was Greg Pack, and who's the artist? Oh, Chris Sprouse. Oh, nice. Oh, he's good. Yeah. Oh, and and Carl's story. I guess they, oh, yeah. they swapped off a bit. Um. But yeah, no, it was just like a neat little story. Um, hold some stuff up here. Is it Tom Strong? That's what he did back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day. But yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, the essay was also good, obviously, because it was you know all about Princess Leia, who was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's even it's even yeah, exactly. more yeah. um, you know poignant now. Yeah. With the passing of yep. you know Carrie Fisher and all that, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I wanted to go back and read. Uh, well, I wanted to read them all, but uh, the um, and and um, did you guys read the Lando one? I, I yep. haven't. No, um, that one's great because it's it's just it's it, like I love a Lando and Lobot heist <laughs> story. Yeah. yeah, but but what's neat is this is um, this is after he becomes administrator of Cloud City. Okay. So he's, he's you know in charge. Like he's got responsibilities now, and um, you know it starts off with like this huge, uh, like almost like a labor riot that he's got to dip into his that the people aren't getting paid. He's got to dip into his own funds mm-hmm. to uh, pay people and uh, you know get them back to work. And as soon as he does it, Lobot's like, "Yeah, their next payday is twenty four hours from now." <laughs> and he's like, "What? I just gotta you know." So so they go on a on a like on a they they find a job to do okay you know? yeah and it you know of course things go sideways and uh you know Lando's a you know he he's got that that whole um, scoundrel with a heart of gold mm-hmm. thing going on so you know he he basically turns down this easy payday uh, you know to to help these unfortunate you know this this race of people that are like being taken as slaves and and um he uses like the last of his own money to supplement, like, you know, it shows him at the, you know, at the end, like paying people out of his own cash box, mm-hmm. you know? So he, that's kind of what cements him as, you know, basically being st- now he's stuck. That's like why he's stuck in cloud city. Yeah. Because he had to give out all his own, like okay. he, even, he, yeah, yeah. he even referred to it as like, this is my, this is kind of like my running money. Mm-hmm. Like this is oh. what I, this is what I use when things go downhill. And, but he, you know, you know, instead of like, because he even thought at one point he's like, you know, do I use this and get out of Cloud City and start fresh somewhere else, or do I try and make a go of it here? Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's it's kind of neat, like this little like in between story of how yeah. he, you know, just got cemented in as the administrator. There mm-hmm. it was kind of kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that's exactly the same reason I like the Leia thing. It's just because it's like the little side story that you didn't know that you were interested in. Yeah. You're like, oh, cool. <laughs> um, there was another book. I didn't read it, but I was going to get it, um, just so you're, you're aware. It's like an anthology okay. set. It's like three stories. Um, it was IG-88, which is the robot bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a, a short story with Yoda on Dagobah. And most importantly, a, a, a Jack Porkins. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that's floating out there somewhere. In case you ever wanted more Jack Porkins, <laughs> who doesn't? Who doesn't? Want more? Yeah, <laughs> I want a Jack 
Porkins story where like it shows him like he he's like a young lean pilot, <laughs> yeah. and then like he gets stationed on this like backwater thing where there's nothing to do but yeah. eat. You know, played by Brendan Fraser. No. Oh no! Come on now! Wow, that's hey. okay. I'm middle aged. I can see this. Hey, Bre- <laughs> Brendan Fraser is experiencing a uh, a, a renaissance. Yeah, a with his, spurt. Yeah. With his, uh, with his Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Yeah. Although technically, you only see him in you know flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. You get his voice, but he's pretty. Yeah. He's still pretty still awesome. Pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that show. Still, I'm not quite finished with it yet. Um, anywho, um. Who, uh, let's see, who else has got something to let's talk about? Scott. The uh, five years of uh, Terry Moore's five years. <laughs> no. Is that, is that, is that actually what it's called? Like, does he I put his name on everything now? Um, it just says Terry Moore, and then it says five years. Five years. And that's it. And then basically his entire cast. Um, I'll show it up here. It was kind of like, isn't like a huge, like a kind of like a big team up book? Like all his characters? We got it. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's basically a team-up. So, um, as you know, Strangers in Paradise was a book. And then he did, uh, you know, he did some other ones like Rachel Rising and um, I forget the other ones. Uh, Echo. Echo. and I have to look in the back. There and, was the, uh, and Motor Girl. Motor Girl, yeah. And so I then, stopped after Echo. Yeah, so then he kept introducing them, but then he was also dropping hints that they were all part of the same uh, world. You okay. Know? And then... He uh, re-released Strangers in Paradise, which was like, oh, sweet, you know, because you know you, you miss it, you know, it's it was around for a long time, but it actually wasn't really the same book at all. It was actually Kachu was on a a mission to stop one of the ex Darcy girls from revealing her identity, so she was protecting. To protect Francine and their family, she had to go after this girl and just basically shut her down. But when she did, she actually uncovered this plot that um, they're inventing a bomb that's capable of destroying literally the universe. (laughs) Like, everything. It's basically... uh, when they they, And and it has to do with every book that he's written, but in in Echo, they, they fired up the Hydrogen collider mm-hmm. and they used uh, and they talked about um i think it was the phi uh numbering system or something mm-hmm. like that so now that somebody has invented a bomb that's based on that number system um he wrote like this whole theology about or you know or history basically that the uh egyptians discovered like this this language you know of numbers and um they've you know science has now rediscovered it and they're creating a bomb, and they don't realize the the power, the magnitude of it. Mm-hmm. But they give the, they basically give, at the end of that story of Strangers in Paradise, they give a timeline of five years, left, until everything is eradicated. Oh wow! So the whole, so basically oh, the entire five years. Okay. Five years, and then hence the title of this book is now, um, Kachu basically took Francine and the kids and they went to a desert island and they're just like we're just trying to wait it out because eventually people are going to realize once things go upside down you know people are going to go crazy and she's just trying to protect her family for for those five years until Mm. inevitably everything goes away um and literally that's what this book like this first issue is just spelling that out like how horrible it's 
things are going to get. Yeah. Um, there's even like a Sarah Connor, uh, you know, everyone melts scene, Ugh. you know, like Terminator style. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then, um, you know, just, I think for story setup, they introduced, uh, the girl named Sam from, uh, um, oh, I forgot the theme. Was it motor girl? Yeah. From motor girl. They introduced her again in this book. So I don't know what part she plays, mm-hmm. but basically the cool thing about this strangers in paradise previously is that all the characters interacted even you know rachel rising um they introduced lilith you know who's the like the original woman you know like they like this this whole history goes really deep and um so now they all kind of know each other so now it's going to be like what do these characters do to potentially stop uh you know the doomsday clock you know the the watchman style kind of thing um and i guess that's what you could describe this as is this is terry moore's watchman you know, because they're trying to figure out how to save everything. Hmm. And the first issue really doesn't give much. Like, it's basically saying, this is going to be horrible. Like, <laughs> it's going to be a really bad ending for everyone yeah. <laughs> if we don't do... And and at this point, they don't really have any answers either. They're just like, ah, you know, like, what are we going to do? <laughs> and uh, the one thing I did want to say about um, the book itself, though... Um, and Terry Moore's art, like I am still, I've been a fan, you know, forever, like oh, since yeah. 90s. Um, and his, like, even though his art appears to be the same, like you can see like the subtle improvements that he does, um, that he's improved over the years. And even like, um, especially like Ketchu has, um, is gracefully aging, you know, but she's not the same, you know, uh, spry, you know, thing she mm-hmm. was originally, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, cause they were all, you know, the Darcy girls were like all these, you know, blondes that were basically, you know, there to, uh, you know, trick, trick powerful men, you know, into giving up their secrets mm-hmm. and, you know, but she, now she's like an older, you know, probably in her thirties. She doesn't care about that stuff. And you get that, like, just looking at the art, you actually get that sense that she's not, She's not aware of, of how she looks anymore. She's just hmm. like, hey, I'm just going to throw my T-shirt on and I'm heading out the door. You know, like, it's not like she's trying to... So he's, like, he's maturing his characters, like, physically and like, like emotionally. Like, he's keenly aware of uh, each character, I think. You know, mm-hmm. that he... Um, even, like... And he, he has done it in other books, too, where when they're applying makeup and you can actually see the line weight that he uses mm-hmm. on their on their eyes... Like to when they're wearing makeup, yeah. you know, and eye, eyeliner and stuff like that, and I'm like, that is awesome! <laughs> like he's so good at it, and um, that's what I always get from this book is like, in, you know, it's inspiration, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, to start drawing and, um, you know, try to do something. But uh, well, I, I think, it, I mean, I, I I've not followed him nearly as long as as you have, or you know, for with as many titles. But I mean, you look at you know any one of his books or any of his series and it's like he puts on a like a master class yeah. in, in you know character design yeah. and character drawing and draftsmanship and I mean he's just he's just a great yeah a great artist yeah you know when it comes to just like I probably very few artists draw just like and I don't mean this to sound like like a like a backhanded insult but like draw like just the average person 
Oh yeah. No, probably no one draws oh, the yeah. average Instead person drawing... better than. I mean, anyone could like almost anyone can draw like a like a roided out like Superman yeah. or whatever, like yeah. or a Hulk or. Those are almost e- those you know those things are almost easy to draw, but it's mm-hmm. like right. hey draw draw my grandma. Yeah, and which she probably have like most artists are probably like yeah. freeze. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, can you show me a picture? You know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I need a picture of an old woman stat. <laughs> but uh, you know, I feel like you know Terry Moore, he just that's his bread and butter. Yeah, is just drawing regular people. Right. So then it it makes it more effective too when something, um, out of the ordinary happens, mm-hmm. that it's like okay, these are normal people experiencing something you know, um, way above you know normal. Right. So, um, but yeah, it's it's good. It's a setup issue, um, and of course I'll keep buying it because Terry Moore. Terry Moore. <laughs> you know, for at least five more years I'll buy it, <laughs> and then that's it. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> So it, 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 no idea if it's like an like a it's it's, limited series or it's, ongoing. Yeah, or he just... doesn't say at all, and he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't say it's limited. He doesn't say if it's literally going to take five years for him to tell this. Yeah, it's just the title. It, it would be interesting and probably a little infuriating if he did it like in real time. Yeah, <laughs> it, it might be a little. Yeah, five years. <laughs> that, that might be a little too yeah. much, even for like the the hardest of the hardcore. Yeah, Terry Moore fans. Yeah, <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. Who's uh who's next? Um I I can go here. So um Old Man Quill by Ethan Sachs and I think Robert Gill is the artist. Yep. Um it's a sequel to Old Man Hawkeye, which was a sequel to Old Man Logan. <laughs> uh Ethan Sachs also wrote Old Man Hawkeye, so it's like a very direct follow-up to what he nice. did. Um, okay. Just, uh, I guess just previously, I think there, there's like maybe a one-month gap between these two series. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, Old Man Logan's the post-apocalyptic universe where everything went to shit because the, superhero, the superheroes lost, supervillains took over and split up America, and probably the rest of the world's controlled by Doctor Doom or something. <laughs> um, but... This kind of dealt a little bit with what um, Peter Quill was up to up in space the entire time all that was going down on Earth. Um, he was rolling over um, terrible with galactic stuff, uh, whatever his planet is. I think it's it Spart- Spartax or something, or like oh, like the one yeah. his dad. Yeah, the one that just sounds. Oh. From, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. It, isn't it like Spartax or something like yeah. that. Something, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever that is. So he's there with this family, and there's a big war. The 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 Church of, uh, what are they called? The Church of something. I can't, hang on. There's so many things in comic books where I'm just like, I don't know what the hell that is. The Universal Church of Truth. That's what they are. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> those guys. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so bunch of jerks. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of a bunch of you know theological space zealots um, that they're at war with. Um, long story short, they trick him to leave his planet undefended because all of Nova Corps and everybody else are going to you know where they think the big showdown's going to be. But it turns out they got tricked um, and they blow up Spartax and you know murder his wife and kids and everybody he ever knew. 
Um, so he's not doing too well. Um, he's a hot, drunken mess. Uh, and the Guardians are off fighting the, uh, the war without him as he goes kind of MIA in like a four or five year long, like, you know, moping fit. Um, understandably, I guess. Uh, anyways, the Guardians come back and find him and, you know, try to get him back on board. And through a series of wacky circumstances, they end up back on Earth. Um, I think they were trying to uh, recruit the Avengers and everything because they have no clue what happened on Earth that everybody's basically mm. dead there as well. And then it's just post-apocalyptic hijinks from there right now. Um, <laughs> in the most recent issue, he fought off a pack of uh, cannibalistic uh, multiple men. Oh, All oh, the man. multiple men have become flesh-eating cannibals. Oh, my God. oh, boy. And whenever they are damaged, they split into another one, so it's sort of like <laughs> a big zombie metaphor. <laughs> uh, and that's pretty cool. Uh, it's just like little tidbits like that yeah. that are always like the things that I yeah. dig out of these. Um, they're heading to Electroville, which I guess <laughs> is where Electro's <laughs> headquartered. That's, That's his awesome. chunk of America. They were they were recently at uh, they took out the wrecking crew at, at uh, Fisk Lake, um, <laughs> and there was a big thing with that. Basically, it's Quill trying to become a hero again after being this down and out. You know, okay, hmm. he's. He has all this PTSD about, you know, he can't be a hero. He's a total hot mess, uh, constantly mourning, mourning his dead family, all that kind of <laughs> stuff. So it's interesting. You see Old Man Rocket, which is great. Yeah. Um, oh, the, the Guardians that died is like, I think, it, I think it's Groot and um, I think it's some, one other person besides Groot. Who am, I, who am I forgetting here? Drax. Drax, Drax is there. Gamora. Mantis is there. Gamora is there. Maybe it's only Groot. Maybe they only lost Groot. And Rocket's also there. So, yeah, I guess that's our... Yeah, no, they only lost Groot. Um, and, yeah, it's just all them trying to get together and make Quill be a hero again. Um, and in the most recent issue, the uh, Universal Church of Truth with, I believe, the Gladiator. Uh, he's oh, He geez. hooked up with these dudes. is coming down to Earth to, huh. uh, I guess, capture Quill. As like a you know okay. enemy prisoner of war hmm. or whatever, as they, you know, be an evil galactic empire. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's it's pretty neat. I'm. Who would ever thought that the the, the whole old man thing <laughs> right? would have, would have uh, yeah. sp spawned this many? Not only I mean, because the original old man Logan, uh, series or or event, yeah, or whatever you want to call yeah, it, was Mark, Mark Miller, Miller and yep. Steve McKibben was was yep. great. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, what? Did, how did they even? <laughs> Where did old? I forget how they brought old man Logan it was like back. Was it Battle World? Okay, Secret War. Whatever. Yeah, like yeah. all that. They it was. Like, it was the it was, whole Secret like, Wars thing. Oh, he was that's like right. A, a, you know, one of the little chunks of the yeah. Battle World, and then he, he, somehow he and they, fell into. They brought him back to. They folded him back into the main. Yeah. The main universe. Yeah, like I think in, in regular Wolverine was dead yes. at that point. Yeah. Well, yeah. In, in um, his story in Battle World was like I guess he left his quadrant. And kind of like bumbled through all the other little territories in Battle World, and I think he ended up in like maybe what Six One Six was supposed to be. Okay, where like all the X Men were, and nobody mm. knew who the hell he was. <laughs> and then when you know Mister Fantastic and everybody fixed when they he, fixed it, they fixed it. He was just sort of there, and they were like, "Well, I guess he belongs." <laughs> they didn't really put him back to where he was supposed to be, and then and I think he's had an ongoing is for it like a few years. It's yeah, yeah. and it's like it's wrapping up, I think. But it's yeah, it's been gone for like three or four years. Now. It's I amazing. It, it didn't wrap yet. 
I think I think it's like the death of old man Logan okay. is happening right now. Oh, where okay. I think mm-hmm. they finally put him back into this proper yeah. universe where it's gonna like finish him out. Okay. Until they decide to bring him back again. I know he fought the maestro in Yeah. One of the newer issues. Mm-hmm. But, I, but then they did uh, but yeah, then they did Old, old Man Hawkeye. Old Man Hawkeye, and that went yeah. for like, what, 12 issues? Yep, yeah. 12 issues, and I think this is also then, a 12-issue quill run. Yeah, so. it's crazy. I mean, I, I almost I simultaneously want them to stop, <laughs> and I want them to keep going. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, who yeah. else can you do the How old man treatment to? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, uh, I, I don't know if we talked about Hawkeye on the show, but it was awesome. It was just him on a revenge quest against all the Thunderbolts. I, I heard it was really good. It was super cool. I, I only read a couple issues because it, it's, it became it slowly became available, you know, on the uh, yeah. uh, Unlimited app. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll have to go back and check and see if there's any more. Um, well, did you see, I think uh, DC did a, I, I don't know if it was a one-shot, or but they basically did like kind of a spoof they uh, they did a old lady Harley. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw. Well, yeah, it yeah. was uh, yeah. a mini series. I think that was like a six issue. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even bother. Yeah, with that, I didn't but either. I, yeah, I flipped through and I was like, oh well, maybe. But <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I don't know. Um, give me any any Elseworlds Marvel thing, and I'm just there <laughs> for interesting ideas. Well, I, I've got a book that sounds like it should be an Elseworlds thing or something because. <laughs> Uh, on paper, it it makes very little sense, but I broke down and bought Savage Avengers number one. Oh okay. yes, uh, yeah. Did you guys? I did not read this? bother. No, yeah, but uh, okay. The things we do for podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, we do this for you people. I hope you appreciate it. No, uh, strangely enough, it wasn't. It wasn't bad, but it's it's definitely like there. It's it's going to be a slow burn. Okay. This is definitely a whole putting the team together type of thing. Okay. Yeah. And it's not even there there's there's not even like a cohesive like one person who's spearheading like I need to I need to put a group together. Okay. okay. It's just all these like random disparate things that are happening and I guess eventually it's going to all come together, but like you've got this um right now everything is focusing around this I I I guess a cult is the best way to uh describe them. But there's this place called the City of Sickles, and there's this uh, group that worships um, this this uh, cosmic entity they call the Marrow God, who comes down every so often to enjoy this sacrifice of blood and whatever. Sure. And so they're they're getting ready for the new sacrifice, and they they do it by gathering the best of like the best of anything, like the best singers, the best artists, the best uh, warriors, the best of everything. And they basically kill them and put them in their bodies and their blood into this giant bowl, (laughs) as far as I can tell. And um, that's, that's like almost the least interesting part of what's going on. (laughs) Um, And, and and you see it like, it's like, you know, um, they're telling that story. Like all the stories are being told intermittently like you know in between um and you see um uh conan is stuck in the savage land from the last time from whatever he was hooked up with the avengers i think it was uh no or no road or something no road home was that where he was like the avenger that avengers Uh, miniseries like that mm -hmm. 10 issue yeah miniseries that's how like they pulled him out of you know his 
world and brought them into ours. And then, but once they were done, they basically, again, I, I didn't read it, but it sounds like they just either inadvertently or maybe they couldn't get them back home. But they're like, hey, you can, we're just going to drop you off in the Savage Land. <laughs> and he's been stuck in the Savage Land for like months, <laughs> just hacking his way <laughs> through the Savage Land. And where he runs into Wolverine. Oh, sure. And yeah. like half of the book is them two fighting each other. Yeah. Which, Makes sense. Yeah. which is kind of fun and also like, okay, uh, you know, kind yeah. of eye rolling. Right. Um, and then uh, they threw in a little brother voodoo. And then at the very end, um, the the cult for, um, I forget what the reasoning is, but they, they knew they had to, um, Somehow they 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 had to they they had to draw they wanted to draw the Punisher out, so they essentially they dug up his family. They figured the only way to get him to you know yeah. is to you know lure him in with Jeez. the bodies of his dead family. Oh, um, dick move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, this and, and, and so and we haven't uh, we haven't seen Venom yet. We haven't seen Elektra. Um, and. And at, you know, at, at one point, like Conan and Wolverine, like once they're done fighting and figure out, like they're not enemies, they mm-hmm. they go their separate ways. So it's just a weird book right now. So, so like is the, everybody hmm. in like that's going to be on this team technically going to be considered the best of something? Is that what they're aiming? No, nah, I, I, is the cult looking for them? I don't think. See, well, the, the cult isn't after them specifically. Okay. I think I think the cult happens to be. They might be also be in the Savage Land. Okay. So maybe that's why things are taking place there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I just read it today, so or was it last night? I just read it recently, so yeah. I, I probably have to go back and check on that. But um, um, yeah, and weirdly, I did not like. I, I kind of have a love-hate relationship with Mike Diodato. Yeah. He's doing the art. Um, I thought overall this was pretty good Diodato. It okay. seemed like he, it would fit for this. Well, yeah. and it looks like he's changed his style up at some... Uh, Duke, you'll definitely... You, you new should house, definitely... New house artist. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you, you should definitely flip through it because I, yeah. I think you'll... You'll know well, what I'm talking about. Event, he did New Avengers or something like that. Dark Avengers. Dark Avengers. Dark Avengers. Yeah. yeah. It was very dark. It looks. Yeah. A, it, it even looks a lot different than Dark than Avengers. That. Okay. Yeah. He's he's definitely adopted a new style. Um, there's just there's one page that's pretty awful though. That like when when Conan first meets Wolverine, Wolverine just looks like I don't know who drew him or why they drew him <laughs> this way, but he he just looks like a like a chunky Wolverine toy. Like, like it's almost like his arms like are up here. Like his fists are like at his ribs and his arms are like huge, like just big fat chunks of meat. Like a Sam Keith kind of yeah. stream. But design, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, overall I, I was like, this is really not too bad. Okay. Um, I might pick up a second issue. Um, I'll tell you what, um, not that I'm not trying to shill, for comicsology or anything, and I don't, <laughs> I don't know how long this, this is going is like on. The fifth time you've <laughs> yeah. comicsology. Wow. No, but, no, but listen to this: if you are a, um, if you are a Marvel Unlimited subscriber, mm-hmm. all Marvel books are fifty percent off. Oh, that's pretty oh. cool. So I basically, so I got this for like, yeah, I got this book for half off. So that was kind of like a big. Okay. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, like if if I can get issue two for half off, I'll read it. Okay. So, as long as they keep giving me that half off, I'll <laughs> 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 I'll keep reading Marvel books. But, um, 
Yeah, usually, actually, if you're a Marvel, if you're an unlimited subscriber, you actually normally get fifteen percent off, which is still kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't even know they were doing this. Like, all their all of Marvel is like fifty percent off. So nice, pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was not a it was not a bad first issue. Surprisingly, I I fully expected to go in just not liking it. Yeah. Be- just because again on paper I'm like this <laughs> yeah. this looks like a steaming pile of hot garbage. <laughs> I I didn't even flip through it. Right. I, I think I remember it was I was like, oh okay, whatever. Yeah. I did the same. But, I, yeah. You might be surprised. Okay. You know, I, see I here's here's this is the problem with the podcast is that um <laughs> I I take these, you know, like you guys read something I haven't read it and then I go out and look for it. Mm-hmm. So I I bought War of the Realms. Yeah. yeah. Based on last last time and so now I'm gonna have to pick up Savage because War of the Realms. I've only read <laughs> the first two so far, but mm-hmm. it's it's awesome. I know, right? Yeah, and, and it's so much and, fun. And you were reminding me because uh, uh, Punisher and Wolverine meet up in that book, and Punisher's just like, "I thought you were dead." He's like, <laughs> "Well, I'm back." He's like, "So what's been going on?" He's like, "He just doesn't say." Like Punisher's already done talking, right? And Wolverine's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I guess we yeah. I guess we caught up. The, the, yeah. the, the, the punish the, the the Punisher is is the Marvel Universe. Uh, Ron Swanson. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. That was their their whole catch up. Was like I thought you were dead. Nah, no. <laughs> we're done talking. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's a good one. So then, of course, now I'll have to probably check out Savage Avengers. So yeah, it it might like I said it it, it might surprise you. Yeah. So. Who 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 writes it? Uh, Jerry Duggan. Okay. Oh yeah. So he's a good writer. You know, yeah. I I don't know that I've read a lot of his stuff, um, but I I, I've heard that people. Punisher for a while. I think you wrote Deadpool for a while, didn't he? he Oh, Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool and Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Guardians. Okay. And I'm sure he's written. Yeah, that's what other stuff. I think those were the like the that's the one. Yeah. The bigger books he's written. Okay. So. Excellent. Okay. Um, I think we only got a couple more. Who wants to? Uh, I'll uh, bring up the Year of the Villain. Oh yeah. With this twenty-five cent book, you know, like I was like just letting it sit, and I'm like, oh, I'll read it whenever. But then I'm like, <laughs> uh, actually, I'm curious, you know, because it's DC's whole summer program is. It feels like it's their year plan. Or their year plan, yeah. Yeah. Um, the year of the villain. It doesn't say the summer of the villain. <laughs> no, it's the year of the villain. Yeah, it's like the summer vacation yeah. of the villain. See, I, I went from five years to a year. Like that's how DC is. Like, oh really? Oh really, Terry Moore? Five years? How about the year? One year of the villain. We're committed to one year, yeah. Terry Moore. Um, but this cover, like, it didn't, it didn't appeal to me in the in the first place, and I yeah. just hold it up. But like it looks like it's going to be an animated book because mm-hmm. of that character up top, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, eh, whatever, I'm not going to bother." But then I actually read it, and I was like, "Well, this is serious. Like, it's a serious yeah. book." And yeah. um, so, the Year of the Villain, twenty five cents, uh, introduces uh, the the major story arc for you know the crossovers and everything, um, and there's also three. They call them chapters in here, but three individual stories that take place in here to set up that, uh, to set up what's going on. 
So um, the first one is, you know, Lex Luthor basically hatching the plan. Mm. And he's like, I'm, you know, the most, you know, I am the smartest person on the planet. And I've devised a plan that will foil all heroes now and forever. And I feel like I'm doing drunk history right now. <laughs> but uh, He's Lex Luthering, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, then, so then he, you know, he's basically like, and, and I'm going to double down and tell you how sure I am. You know, he basically reveals himself to be a villain to the public at large after all this time. Yeah. Of him mm-hmm. being like, hey, no, I'm a nice guy, you know, blah, blah. Um, he's like, yeah, I'm a villain. Come and get me. And then he... <laughs> well, let's say once you once you basically attack the White House... Yeah, he attacks, attacks the, the White House. And there, and even um, Brainiac, I think, was mm-hmm. like, oh, do you think that was a good idea? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, it's... He's like, this is what I want to happen for it, for it to happen. And then he's like, I want them here so that I can uh, basically blow myself up mm-hmm. and maybe take a few of them with yeah. me. But but the whole idea is that he he you you already know, like before even finishing the book, you're like, there's no way Lex Luthor's dead. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, because, yeah. Just because it's his master plan. Yeah, your master plan shouldn't start with yeah. you know blowing yourself but up. But it but it does get immediately takes everyone off his scent. Yeah. You know, so he's like, I'm a villain and I'm out. And then everybody's <laughs> like, well now, well now we don't know what he was up to. Um, so then they just kind of leave it, uh, at that at first. And then, um, uh, the second part was interesting because it kind of dealt more with Batgirl. Yeah. Yeah I, I was cool. through, yeah. I haven't gotten to it yet, but yeah, okay. it was Batgirl and who was it? Haw- Hawkman? So, uh, oh no. Green, green arrow. Green, green arrow. arrow. She was yeah, teamed yeah, up yeah. with green arrow. I'm going to have to pull this up. Cause I, yeah, I knew it was really like unconventional. Ago. Just the, the art on the Batgirl. Art I did like that. Art. Awesome. Yeah. That was a um, uh, Malieve, right? Yeah. It has to be. Malieve. That was, that was Bendis and Bendis and Malieve. I think yeah. did that story. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, they basically, they don't even say really who this guy is, but they leave Batgirl with a choice. Um, I think it's Merlin. Is that who? It, I think I, th- I think it's a Green well, Arrow. Merlin's like in a, it. Malcolm Merlin. Malcolm Merlin's yeah, in it, but, but it, yeah. But Malcolm Merlin's also running. He's like, we got to get out of here. Oh yeah, that's who and I was thinking of. They're like, yeah. you're you're under arrest, and he's like, I don't care about that. I just take me away. Like, let's get on this helicopter. And then he's like, oh, we're too late. They got us. <laughs> so then they they wake up in uh, Batgirl's. Uh, left with like a proposition to uh, join this uh, strange character. And it's actually like an enticing offer, you know, for her. Um, But basically he points out how all the times she's tried to save the world and all the things that she's done and the world's still a mess. Mm -hmm. She has an opportunity to save it, you know, like, you know with real stakes and like we're actually going to save the world but it's you know i think there's going to be some kind of compromise for her yeah so that's what they they kind of leave it at that like she's got to make that choice which i i really like that they're going to try to give uh back something you know something substantial something substantial yeah Yeah. that's outside of maybe even outside of the Batverse. yeah instead of just being like a a supporting character for batman Yeah. yeah yeah And then, uh, and then the final arc is uh, just kind of going over like the big, you know, the broad strokes, um, releasing um, this. What I forget her name. I don't know if you read this. No, I haven't read it yet. Um, but basically, revealing. We'll just call her the big bad. 
but uh, the character on the cover, it's it's it gets into the cosmic level. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. they basically say, um, Is it, that uh, there's a that per- there's perpetua. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. So there's yeah, perpetual. So there's like a the known universe, and then there's like a line for the unknown, and but it's actually there's a wall, and um, this wall has come down, and now the out the outside is starting to eat the inside of the known universe, and uh, this powers perpetua. Or what, this this basically set powers her and sets her free, mm-hmm. which was the whole plan in the first place. And then at the very end of the issue, of course, they they're like Lex Luthor's still around. Okay, is it, <laughs> I saw um, is that they mentioned Leviathan on the cover. Yeah. So is that like I, I'm familiar with Leviathan from that's who it is. Batman Incorporated. That's actually who makes well, the. Now that I look at it, that's the, who makes the offer to Batgirl. And okay. Le- Leviathan yeah. is also in the uh, in Action Comics too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I heard that they were I yeah, mean, bringing it back. Him. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's definitely Leviathan. Well, I think Leviathan was originally, I think, just an organization. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, you're yeah, right. It was. It, it started in 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 Batman Incorporated. I think it was like Talia Al Ghul. Wasn't she yeah, part of it? I think she was part of it, and then yeah. something else. But yeah, it was like part of Morrison's big thing, and then. That went away, and then yeah, I it kind of Bendis dis- was like, "Oh, hey, what happened to this?" Yeah, it kind of it basically Leviathan disappeared with Morrison and mm-hmm. the New Fifty Two and Batman Incorporated and all that. So yeah, I guess he decided to resurrect it, which is cool. I mean, yeah, it was a neat idea. Yeah, I. This is one I I uh, I I read it a couple of times. I still don't really know what's going on in this book. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's just I'll have to the, wait um, and see. Basically, you know, this is what's the problem with reading comics for so long. But I'm like, this sounds like Acts of Vengeance from Marvel. That was the exact same thing I yeah. thought. And, and it's like we're because, organizing the bad guys. Yeah, we're organizing and they're going to fight their guys and they're going to beat them this time because I wrote basically a handbook. Which literally he pulls out a handbook and is <laughs> like, I wrote this and here's my plan. Well, yeah. And did he, yeah, he said something, Lex said something like, I'm giving everyone what they need yeah to he's basically offering all the villains this opportunity yeah yeah to to beat their nemesis or beat their yeah brainiac processes the book you know immediately and he's like well that's that's actually a really good plan (laughs) (laughs) so brainiac's on your side yeah yeah so (laughs) if brainiac says it's a good plan (laughs) it's a good plan you know i'm i'm intrigued by it i i wish that um because we talked about this before, I wish that all this stuff that DC did earlier that I didn't know was important wasn't directly involved in this <laughs> book. Because I feel as if I'd just be lost, yeah, trying to do it with like the Batman who laughs and all that stuff and whatever happened to the Scott Snyder books, basically. Yeah, I feel as if that like has a big weight on this, and I also don't right. read the Bendis Superman, so it just seems like this big impenetrable event right now but it's like going to be a whole year-long thing so i guess actually i, mm-hmm. I will get just, with it i will just <laughs> say on the cover here just even though it's the year of the villain it does say the most dangerous summer event starts here oh okay so who knows Interesting. could it go longer it could, could. yeah maybe maybe within the the storytelling it, it will year. be a year condensed into three months of summer <laughs> well I've never known DC to not drag out an event. Yeah, well, yeah, oh, yeah. Case in point, um, literally everything they're doing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. I mean, what like 
the uh, doomsday clock will be will be done in like yep twenty twenty five and <laughs> yeah they're trying to make that and uh, what call it heroes in crisis coincide somehow like release date wise mm-hmm. from what I've been oh, hearing geez. I think they pushed heroes in crisis back the finale oh really to coincide with yeah before or yeah doomsday clock I don't <laughs> know. Who knows? The problem is, is, if those two books were done sooner, I probably would have bought something else. But instead, I'm like, well, I'm still into those yeah. books. I don't, you know, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I don't want to start another major right. event. Yeah, d- like Deceased. You're like, eh, yeah, well. Yeah. I'm like, oh, do I have, I don't want to. Re- mm-hmm. I still picked up Deceased number one, but I am like, not really like. Not feeling excited it. Excited because I'm like, come on, let's get the other ones wrapped up. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Meh. Yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> I don't make the rules. Yeah. <laughs> um, anybody have anything Anything else? I got one more. Uh, go for it. Well, it's just, uh, it just you know, I, I have to talk about it because it's the last issue of uh, Murder Falcon. Oh, yeah. Murder Falcon number eight. It is the final issue. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did not disappoint. All right. I mean, just it got me. Right here, <laughs> right in the fields. <laughs> Got me. Oh yeah, it, it's it's a powerful book, right and it's and still, I mean, just fun to the to the very end. Just I, I I cannot say enough about this series, like to the point where I seriously, even though I, uh, you know, we we get the review copies, I actually want to support this book. I want to buy all the physical copies I, okay, of it. Yeah. And, I want to buy the collection when it comes out. Now that like, I know, I wanna, you know, now that I know it's finite, I'll go and find the final those issues because I think I, I bought up through issue five or six. Oh, uh, you have yeah. So yeah, I'll fi- issue eight's the last issue. Okay. Yeah, you absolutely should. All right. I've been buying all the um, album cover ones. Oh, okay. Like the, they have variant covers where, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, they're just obscure like metal <laughs> covers too, and I'm like, that's awesome. I know, you know, like um, Pantera's "Vulgar Display of Power." Oh, and it's yeah. The, you know the punch yeah and uh you know Mur- it's murder falcon you know doing the i don't know yeah i so just good. uh ingve mom scene i'm like what <laughs> yeah. yeah um you know it's it's one of those just perfect books i mean like, again to me it, that it's like it's ending perfectly okay but i don't want it to end okay you know it, it's like i i wish somehow the story could continue you know, either or with you know other characters or whatever, but it's like, you know, these these eight issues have just been like, just <laughs> perfect, magnifique, yeah, yeah. So highly recommended. I'm not even going to say anything about the last issue because it's it's pretty epic. Okay. Um, just if if you've not read uh, Murder Falcon, it's only eight issues. Go out and find them. Yeah. Um, it's just a it's just an amazingly fun book. If you, I mean. Yeah, I'm not even gonna say anymore. I can't say. I, I, I could keep going on it. That's the thing. It's just like, you know, and I, you know, I, when when I read the first issue, I would, I just kind of read it. I'm like, oh, Murder Falcon. Okay, let's see what this stupidness is. I, was, I mostly read it because it, it just sounded like oh, yeah. Murder Falcon. It just sounds like, like a cool title, you know. I think I flipped through the first one and saw them talking about the met the metal, mm-hmm. and then I started thinking about how tenacious the like has this they they treat it the same way yeah like like the power of metal yeah it's a mystical force well well, it's what's like i i posted that uh that picture that one panel from from issue eight on instagram yeah where this uh like general was like you know 
we, we don't understand yeah. why why the creatures are, uh, you know, they're, uh, our weapons have no effect or something on these creatures. <laughs> and Murder Falcon's like, standard weapons of war are nothing compared to the power of metal. Or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, that's just perfect. Like, yeah. that just, you know, it's like it's just crazy yeah. out yeah. there statements like that just yeah. like encapsulate, yeah. you know, this book. So, <laughs> excellent. That's all I got to say. Well, there that. you go. I had another one to my, my list this week. <laughs> yes, sir. Go out and Thanks get them murder lot, falcons. Dan. The team of this podcast yeah. is hit, hit Duke <laughs> in the wallet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. <laughs> this week on Make Scott Spend Money. Greenwald. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, anyone got anything? Uh, nah. We're all good? Yeah. We're yeah. Good. All right. Excellent. Okay, well, that is about it for episode 314 of the Comic Book Pit. As always, I'm your host, uh, Dan Greenwald, and with me in the uh, great Sorgatron Media Studios on the couch to my left, we've got Brandon Link Cop Millward. See ya. And then to my right, my right hand man, <laughs> Scott the Duke <laughs> Headland. <Yeah. laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.